Each year, Realtor Magazine features 30 young rising stars in the real estate industry. In determining who makes that 30 under 30 list, the Realtor Magazine staff looks at candidates who are successful in the real estate business, have demonstrated skill, creativity, and leadership in their careers. Well, GCAR has had the fortune of having a number of recipients of this great honor and distinction. So our team came up with a great idea of putting together a special success series where I get the opportunity to sit down with these honorees and pick their brains and learn a little bit about them, their backgrounds, some of their best practices, what we can do to achieve that level of success as well, and how they've leveraged GCAR in order to drive their success. Hey Realtors, in this first part of our success series, I have the honor of having the 2019 GCAR president, a former philanthropist of the year for the YMCA, which I totally love the YMCA, and a leader of a team that has sold over a quarter of a billion dollars in real estate, Mr. Koki Adasi. How you doing, Eric? Koki, thank you for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It. It's an honor. Um, wow. That's a lot of real estate. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, when you put it like that, it is a lot of real estate. But, uh, you know, it takes, it takes time to get there and it takes a lot of great people around you to make that happen. I think one of the biggest things is, is that, um, you know, one, you have to have a great team. You yeah. have to have a love for, for what you do. But um, I, I think also you have to be from the area, to know the area that well, to, to be able to find the little corners and niches and yeah. things like that. Are you a native? It helps. Yes, I am. Uh, you know, I grew up in, in Rockville, Maryland. We you know, moved to the East Coast. I was actually born in, in Minnesota. A lot of folks don't know that, and um, in uh, Minneapolis, and moved to the East Coast when I was about two years old, and uh, you know, been been in Rockville, you know, almost my whole life. Moved to D.C. around 2000, and let's see here, it's about 2008, 2009. I was uh, I was chasing love and and uh, actually found love. So in D.C. that worked out for me. Yes, yes, in D.C. There should be a song about that, isn't it? When you crossed the what is it? Across the moon in New York City or something like that? Yeah, something like that. The best thing you could do is fall in love, so you did it in D.C., huh? Yep. Now, you went to school here? Yes, yeah, so I went to high school in Rockville. I went to um, Magruder High School, and I went to Mount St. Mary's University in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Okay, okay. Yep. So, yeah, you're, you're definitely uh, uh, what we consider a native then. Yep. And tell me about uh, your family. The funny thing is that you're in real estate, but you also have your boss who lives and works with you. Correct. Tell me about your boss. Correct, yeah. So uh, my wife, Jess, she runs operations for our team. And, uh, you know, she had, a, she had a job downtown at the advisory board company for years. And I was trying to, you know, get her to, you know, move over and, and work with me and our team. And, you know, after several years of, you know, trying to get her to make that plunge, you know, she decided to, to come over. And, you know, it's really been a great fit. Um, you know, the nice thing is that we're not together, like, every single day. So she's in the office usually a couple times a week. If she was there every day, it'd be a little more challenging, you know, because um, we talk about real estate all the time. So, you know, having that kind of balance is, is great for us in our relationship, but also nice for her, too, because she does take care of our, our two beautiful kids, you know, and yeah. so she has that time to, to uh, you know, be around. I tell you, I, I worked with my uh, wife because she's also a uh, realtor. Mm -hmm. And um, for the last 15 years, and uh, there has been nothing better for our relationship yeah. than actually working together. There is that time where that's all we talk about, mm -hmm. night and day. But, um, you know, you grow closer by having that person that you know that you can count on and always has your back yep. with you. So 
no wonder you have that kind of success. You Thank know, you. You, you've got a team like that. And, and you said you have two beautiful children. Yes, I've got a son who's who's six years old. Just, I just dropped him off at basketball camp, and uh, my daughter is four, and she went to tennis camp today. And, oh man! So yeah. you guys are a family of uh, sports because I know you like basketball. Yeah, love basketball. You know, that's actually how I how I got into real estate. Um, you know, a good friend of mine who who's a realtor. I think I was twenty two or twenty three, and we were you know playing on a basketball league together here in Rockville. And every game that I would see him, he would you know tell me that I should consider getting getting into real estate. He recruited you on the basketball and, court. Yeah, yeah, and you know I I would hear him, but I was like, ah, you know what, real estate. I'm not I'm not sure. I had some some sales background, but um, it, it wasn't until he, he told me that he was considering retiring, and uh, and I was like, wait, you're gonna retire? You're like you're like 30 years old. Like how are you gonna do that? So took him out to lunch, picked his brain, you know, in the business, and you know got really really excited about it. And, and decided to make the plunge. And that's something. Yeah. And and you got you got into it at a young age. So mm-hmm. I mean, you were ready to go. You know, you're hungry, and that's really good. So how long you been now in the industry? So I've been a realtor now for 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. And I imagine you had your ups and downs and everything in between. Yes. Yes. You know, I started started down. You know, as Drake would say, you know, started from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, really, just you know, worked my way up. And and um, I mentioned earlier, it takes time. It takes time to create that success. But you know, the first couple of years were pretty challenging. Now, being a realtor versus being a real estate agent, you know, that not not every agent is a realtor. Mm-hmm. How did that make a difference? What, why do you find that that was important? Yes. Yeah, so, so you know, I think I was very fortunate when I got into the industry. I was working at Long and Foster, and you know, when you're when you're an agent with Long and Foster. Um, you are required to, to to sign up, you know, with your local association, and then therefore, you are a realtor. So I got the benefits, you know, from the start on um, on the value of being a realtor, you know, um, prescribing to, to the code of ethics, and and being a part of organized real estate. And uh, so I knew no other way. And I know folks who who are not realtors, who are just real estate agents. And I do think that they're missing out on a ton of value that being a realtor you know, brings, to, brings to your business. Now, you, you just said something that I've, really, I've never even thought of it that way. But you said organized real estate. Mm-hmm. Elaborate just a little bit more on that right there. Yes. You know, the goal of the association, whether it's the local association here at GCAR or your state association, Maryland Realtors or D.C. Association of Realtors, then of course the national association. The goal is to you know provide provide benefits for its members. That means everything from from advocacy, you know, you know uh, assisting with issues pertaining to property rights, or a topa thing in D.C. or if it's you know transferring recreation taxes here in the county. Um, you know having that advocacy arm to assist you through those challenges, um, but then also you know providing benefits through through classes, you know um, CE classes, uh, professional development. Um, you know having a a you know grievance committee to help with issues between realtors. There's just so many things that that the association offers to members um, that when you're not a member, you just miss out on, on all of that. You miss out on. You have to take care of it yourself. Yep. Basically, every time I turn around, I look on the calendar. There's something going on, whether mm-hmm. it's CD class or some kind of wine and dine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's your take on participating? Is is there too much participation or not enough? Where's the balance? Yeah, so one of my goals this year is actually to try and increase member engagement. You know, uh, here at GCAR we have uh, just over 10,000 members, which is a lot of people, right? And, and, you know, as the president of the association, you know, my goal and the board's goal is to try and engage as many folks as possible. 
that's why you have so many different events because each event is going to cater to a different demographic, a different type of person who, who might want to come to a you know bowling event or come out to Realtor Fest and spend a day you know getting their CE classes or come out to Rebuilding Together because community service is important to them. Um, you know, we also had a a uh, RPAC Yappy Hour event for people who had who, right. had who had dogs and you know pets. So you know, we try to touch so many different different uh, different groups of people, and that's why we have a lot of events here. And when I go back to my first year in real estate, one of the things that that I had talked to my manager about was you know how could I get you know more involved and, and meet more more realtors because I felt that if I could network and learn from people, that I can grow my business. And one thing that, that she, she uh, suggested was to get involved with the association. So my, I think end of my first year uh, in real estate, I joined the community service committee within GCAR. And that was my first experience, you know, being on a committee. And I slowly got more and more involved with the association. And here you are, the president now. Right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so is that the path right there, the committees? Yeah, you know, um, that's that's really the way that uh, that I got started being involved. You know, committees. You know, attending events, attending legislative breakfasts. You know, there's there's so many different ways that you can be involved with the association. And if you have an, uh, a desire to do so, you know, you can contact me, or contact anybody on the board, or contact Ed Krause, the CEO, and we'll be happy to share with you different different outlets for for you to be involved. And I think that's important because um, you also mentioned. Um that you had a mentor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, I know that in business, we get busy with life. Right. And we don't take time to find out or seek out a mentor, somebody who can guide us in our, in our career. So mm-hmm. I think this is probably a great place to find one, especially as you go out there and you meet people, like-minded people. Right. So let's talk about the 30 under 30. You were the 2008 winner of 30 under 30. You know, I was doing some research on it, and it's a huge undertaking, to not only put yourself out there, but then really put yourself out there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they go through your background. They go through everything to make the determination. And then you got to be voted on by the readers of the National uh, Realtors Magazine, mm-hmm. right? Correct. What made you do that? What possessed me? Yeah, what possessed you? Yes. So the year before before I got the award, um, you know, I always got Realtor Magazine. I would read it every month and... Um, you know, see what's going on, what tips they have, what stories they're sharing, and I, I never forget. You know, getting a, getting a copy of the uh, the thirty under thirty for the year prior, and looking at the cover and being like, "This is amazing!" Like, yeah. these folks are young and they're doing like well in their businesses, and they're from all across the country, and it was actually very just very inspiring and motivating. You know, for myself, who in my first year in the business was was really struggling. You know, I sold two houses. And made seven thousand dollars. Wow! Your first year, and my first year in the business, and, and I knew that eventually I would have have some success because I was really enjoying what I was doing, listening to everything that my manager and mentors were you know telling me to do. So I took that magazine and put it in, in the top of my drawer in, my, in the office. Every single day, I looked at the cover of the magazine, and I and, and my goal was actually to be on the cover. It wasn't to be a part of it. Like, I wanted to be on the cover of the magazine. Not in the, in the middle somewhere. That was a goal a, I had. An article, yeah. And, and, uh, and I, you know, i got to share the story because, it, you know, it really ties in with this. Um, that same year, before I got the award, um, uh, Chuck and Kathy Kershaw, who were realtors in my office at Long & Foster, they were like, hey, you know, we're going to watch this movie in the office. We think you should, you know, come in and watch it. And there was about five or six of us, and we were, you know, in a conference room, turned the lights off. And we watch The Secret. I have no idea what The Secret is, and we're watching it. 
it's all about having you know uh, you know positive mindset and right. to focus on you know you know which one to have in your life. And it got to a point. It got to a point in the in the movie. Where I was like, man, like this is not only is this so true. This is like it like it just hit something like inside of me. Like and we're watching it. I started like you know tearing up. And, like really? tears like falling on my face, and I'm like, this is this is crazy, right? So. So then, you know, fast forward to me, you know, wanting to have this this goal of being on the cover, thirty and thirty, and I just believed that it was going to happen, and I worked my tail off every single day to make sure that I could, you know, create this, the success that I wanted to have in my business. Um, but also, you know, it's not just about sales. They want to have they want, they want someone who has the whole package. So someone who also is involved with the association. That's when I was you know, started serving on the community service committee, and then I served on, on the rookie committee um, that they had back in the day, and and also community service. So community service is something that I've done my entire life, and at the time I was I was volunteering as a coach for um, the, the men's bas- basketball team over at Bullis, right. um, the, the Bullis School, and um, was also a, a big brother at the YMCA in Silver Spring. So you know I was doing a lot of stuff in the community, and I, I really think that that whole picture, that whole story, is what helps me get get that honor of being third under that, thirty. That's an amazing story, and you know I, I've seen people who I, I saw the the secret. And you're right, it, it starts with the mindset. If you start thinking positive, you're definitely going to start doing positive things. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an amazing story. I really love it. So how did your membership in GCAR uh, benefit you in your quest for 30 under 30? Mm-hmm. So you know, my, my membership in GCAR benefited for you know, a couple of reasons. You know, one, if I weren't a realtor, I would have never actually received the magazine, right? Because that, that goes out to, to realtor members. And you know, two... If I weren't involved with the association, I don't believe that I would have I would have had a chance to actually get the award because they want people who are who are already, you know, involved you know with the association see the value in giving back to the association, and uh, and folks who exemplify you know, you know leadership. So to me, that was actually a, a pretty big part of the of the uh, the, the process and the application, um, and I believe that that played into why I got the award. Gotcha. As we close up here, and again, thank you so much for being here and being so honest with us. I mean, it's, it's an important thing. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And now I'm going to tap into your success. What do you consider is one of the biggest factors of your current success? Two things. Two things. The first, I'm going to start with, because you already touched on it, is mindset. And, you know, in, in life, in business, we always face, you know, challenges, disappointments, failures. And to me, it all comes down to how you bounce back from those situations, because we always have you know the opportunity to make to make a next next step or a next decision, right? right? And if I were to you know just sulk every time that a seller said, you know what, we're not hiring you, we're going to hire someone else who, who we feel is going to do a better job, then I would never have more opportunities to do business. You know, I see that as as an opportunity to learn and see you know what could I've done differently in that in that scenario to 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 have earned the business. Um, and sometimes, frankly, you know, it's business that, that you don't want to have, right? But but right. it's all about how you look at it and how you how you you know receive that that you know ne- quote unquote negative information. And um, if you have a, po- a positive mindset, you know, more likely than not, you're going to have positive things happen to you. Right. And uh, you know, my high school uh, uh, senior year, my psychology teacher taught me that you know PMA is what he called it, positive mental attitude. And you know, I've always you know had that. You know, in the toughest of times. There's always good things that come from even bad situations, right? And it could be the death of someone close to you, it could be a tragic accident, it could be whatever. But there's always positive from a negative situation. And the challenge is, is you know, sitting down 
and taking the time to, to actually, you know, think about it, you know, like, wow, this is a tragedy. This is really bad. This happened. But like, what can we learn from this? Because you can learn from every from single yeah. situation. You're absolutely right. So, so mindset is number one. And second would be discipline. And, you know, discipline, you know, I think can be built by, you know, creating things that you do in your life every single day. It could be small things, you know, it could be, you know, waking up at a certain time, it could be brushing your teeth twice a day, you know, flossing, whatever it is, if you do it consistently without fail, it helps build discipline throughout your entire life. And so for me, you know, those things are waking up early, working out, you know, work out, you know, probably six times a week, um, you know, and, and, and I think that that filters into other parts of my life with being disciplined and making sure that I get things done. That's amazing. Um, when I was a kid, I was uh, part of Civil Air Patrol. And part of their uh, leadership manual, they talk about, you know, discipline. And if I recall this, and if anybody's ever joined Civil Air Patrol, please, you know, <laughs> don't hold me to the exact words. I'm paraphrasing here. But uh, they say discipline is what you do when you're by yourself mm. and nobody's holding you accountable. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you talk yeah. about getting up every morning and going to do exercise six times a week. I mean, you know, I roll out of bed sometimes, and I'm not looking at trying to go to the gym, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but you got to do it, you know? And, yep. and you're right. It does filter into other parts of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, discipline and mindset are huge. And I think mm-hmm. if you have the right mindset, the discipline comes right behind it. Yeah. You know? And, and keeping in that, and I'm going to ask you this last question. What other piece of advice can you give me and, and everybody else that's listening for our success? Sure. So before I, before I say that, I, I want to share my all-time favorite quote, which is about success. And, and this is how Henry Ford defines success. Okay. He says, success is the natural consequence of consistently applying the basic fundamentals. So if you figure out, okay, well, I want to be successful in real estate or in whatever, what are those basic fundamentals? Right? So once you figure out you know, what those fundamentals are, Okay, well, then now how can I create a plan to execute those, those fundamentals on a consistent basis, which will naturally bring me you know, success? Because right. you go back to it, success is the natural consequence. It, it happens, right? When you consistently apply the ba- basic fundamentals, like there, there is no way, it's not possible to not succeed when you find the fundamentals and then have a plan in place to execute. Success is your only option. That That is amazing. I'm actually sitting here writing it down. Because I, need, I need to put that somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, you know, that would be my tip. It's, 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 you know, take the time to to really pause and think, okay, well, I want to sell $5 million in real estate this year. And the reason why I want to do this is because I want to be able to travel with my family. I want to be able to have, you know, time off. I want to be able to, you know, afford my bills, to, you know, pay off debt, whatever your goals are. You have, you have to have goals, right? And then from those goals, you then create a plan to get you to, you know, to the goals. Because without a plan yeah. and just having goals, I mean. <laughs> just a dream. You're just dreaming, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think uh, Denzel said it best um, in his, in his uh, commencement speech, but it, it, it's so true. And it, it really, it's really easy but I think people get caught up, you know, just like in the moment and they're, they, they get busy, they're working, okay, kids, okay, I got to do this, I got to go here, I got to do that. They never just pause and stop to say, you know what, let me get a you know, paper and pen, 
me write down some goals here. Okay, how can I get there? It takes time to think. Right. But really, all you're doing is creating thoughts. No, you're absolutely but, but right. But if you create the thoughts, create the plan, execute it daily, success is the only, only option. You know, when I was a young realtor way back in the day, um, my, uh, it's, you know, you'd get that one major big listing or the guy. Yeah. Not, you wouldn't even get the listing. You'd get the person who promised you that mm-hmm. they might think of you right. for their listing. Mm-hmm. And it's that million-dollar house, and you're already spending the money, the mm-hmm. commission money, right, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you even took the listing mm-hmm. or even sold the house. And my wife stopped me one day. She goes, you know, that's a lottery mentality. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're thinking you hit the, the pot of gold. And she goes, we, you know, you got to change your mind and, and, and think, like you said, uh, about your goal and what you're going to do because it can be a series of smaller homes. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be that one big giant home in, in Potomac that right. you want to sell, you know. It could right. be the little ones, the little townhouses, the little condos, whatever it is. But you're right. It's about taking and applying every single day. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank hey, before you, I let you go, tell me about Koki, though. Is that your... Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, what's the story? There's a story behind that, right? <laughs> there is a story. There's a story behind my name. So uh, when I was born, my first name was Waribo. Waribo. Waribo, which is Nigerian, right? Okay. My parents, you know, I mentioned before, I was born in Minnesota. Uh, my parents, both born in Nigeria. And when I was a baby, I was a very pudgy kid, right? Okay. And my parents watched wrestling. So there was a guy named Coco Beware. Coco Beware. Who was, right. yeah. was a chubby, you know, roly-poly you know, wrestler. Coco Beware. And they thought that I resembled this guy. And Had I, the parrot, right? Yeah, exactly. Parrot yeah. on the shoulder. Yeah. And if you look at the photos, I actually do kind of, you know, kind of look like him <laughs> when I was a baby. <laughs> so my mom started calling me Coco, right? It's like Coco Beware. And one of my, one of my, uh, or my mom's good friends... Um, in in Minnesota, who actually just you know recently a few years ago um, you know uh, like saw her again, but she started call, she, she called me Koki on accident, and my, my mom was like oh, Koki, okay Koki, and she you know she she th- thought it sounded cool, started calling me Koki, and then my entire life I've gone by Koki, so like you know, my my birth name is Waribo, but Koki is what everyone called me uh, in school on the court whatever, so right before I got married. I actually changed my name to Koki Waribo Adasi. So that so, became your, so your Koki, official name. Koki is now my official name. That and is really cool. Yeah, that's a story. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Well, Koki, Waribo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for uh, being here with us. I think it brought a lot of value to me, uh, and I, I'm sure it brought a lot of value to our listeners. And thank you for your leadership. Thank you for going out there and representing us and representing our association the way that you do. Oh, you're welcome. Thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. You take care. All right. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with GCAR. As always, we hope you found this podcast as another resource from your Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors. Keeps you informed, educated, and motivated. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear us cover, or even if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please send us an email to communications at gcar.com. And remember, the Real Talk with GCAR podcast can be heard 24 hours a day, seven days a week on your favorite device, right from our website at gcar.com. And make sure you subscribe to our GCAR YouTube channel, like us on Facebook at GCAR2, and on Twitter at GCARnow. Thank you for listening.
This podcast is a production of the Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors, also known as GCAR. The entire contents are the property of the Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors and may not be reproduced. This podcast is for general educational purposes and may not be relied upon as professional advice. The Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors does not endorse anything mentioned in this podcast and the contents do not reflect the opinions or policies of the Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors. Read the full terms and conditions at gcar.com by going to news and publications slash Real Talk with GCAR. By accessing this podcast, you agree to accept GCAR's podcast terms and conditions.